Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes, Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros, simulcast on Stadium 32.3133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. Kind of, um, well, it just depends on what's on your mind right now. It is a typical Monday, even though the Saints did not play yesterday. We are going to have two hours of open phone lines and lots to discuss, obviously. A lot of interesting going-ons in the NFL. Any of that we're going to get to. Had, um, I don't know, whatever word you want to use, epic, memorable. You know, it was historic on Friday, the game between St. Thomas Moore and Lafayette Christian, because two teams from the parish had never played for a football state championship before. Um, there, there have only been four or five games ever. I'm not talking about Superdome. I'm talking about state finals, period, that where two Acadiana-area teams had played, much less two Par- Lafayette Parish teams. And it turned out to be a game just very much like most of us thought. I kept, when we interviewed Danny Jones on Thursday, I was like, normally, you know, I think more like pro sports. Like, if everybody is saying a game is going to be this way, the red flag kind of goes up in my mind. And I remember asking Danny a question. The, it seems like a red flag game to me because everyone's thinking it's going to be this crazy high-scoring game. And yet, even though it seems like a red flag game, I just don't foresee. It's just the game's just not played that way right now. I, I don't. Uh, and so early on, it wasn't that dissimilar from the first game. And it was actually more high-scoring than the first Week 10 game. The, the, the halftime score, the final score ended up being 41-34 in the Week 10 game. But the halftime score was 10 to nothing. And then in the second half, neither defense could stop the other. Um, I kind of lost count because the game got crazy. But I think if you – now, again, this I don't think turnovers are stops. Many of you disagree with me. And that, you know, everybody has the right to have a wrong opinion. But um, I don't consider – defense, I mean, turnover stops unless it's on fourth down or third down and long and you're going to punt anyway. Um, Because to me, stopping someone is they don't get 10 yards and either three or four downs and you and you get the ball. That's a stop. I mean, a, a turnover is just a steal. I mean, it, it you, you didn't. You didn't stop them from getting. I mean, if if, the, if you drop the interception, pretty good chance they're going to get it on the next play. At least the way football is being played now, it's just crazy. But uh, at, at that level, I'm talking about. But it is. Um, I last count, I think there were like 11 or 12 stops if you count turnovers as stops. And I, you know, there were a lot of people that didn't think there would be that many stops. So there were. It's hard to say the defense did terrible. That's why it's just so hard. I don't even know how to, 
you know, like St. Thomas More's defense is not terrible. Now, LCA's defense is not as good as it has been in the past when it was the strength of their team. I mean, you know, a year or two ago, LCA was playing like 10 to 7, 12 to 10 kind of state finals games. Totally different kind of football than what they're playing, what they played this year. And it's not like these defenses are terrible because all year long they were pretty good and sometimes really good. Turling's the same way. I mean, you could argue that a lot of the time Turling's defense carried them uh, at, at many different times during the season. And it's not like they have bad defenses. But, man, when they got going in the second half, it, it just became a track meet. Um, it was, uh, you know, both teams both teams did more this season than what I think a lot of people around the state, most people around the state expected them to do. You know, in the first year after the Walker-Howard era, um, they were coming off a seat. Now, on the inside, I think, to Danny's point when we interviewed him Thursday, on the inside, I think at St. Thomas More, they thought they were going to be better because they really made a very big emphasis on improving their defense, and they did this season uh, after really struggling at times last year defensively. Um, and their special teams were better. And and their offense turned out to be really good. And it, it's, it, it's why, though, you know, Sam Altman ended up throwing for, I think it was 422 yards. But I thought... Other, if you take out, like, the first play of the game, the last play of the game, I don't know you can't do that stuff. But in between all that, I thought LCA's pass defense was actually pretty good. I know that sounds just just crazy. And if you just look at the box score, um, you say, well, what are you talking about? They gave up 400-something yards and went six touchdown passes. But... In the middle of those two plays, like, there were a lot of times where a lot of series there in the middle two and a half to three quarters of the game where S-team's passing offense wasn't very efficient at all. And and they had to run the football to kind of stay in the game. And then, of course, at the end, they just hit some huge pass plays. I mean, you know, it was uh, great plays on the ball, all that kind of stuff. But... Uh, it was, look, great game. LCA was moving up. Uh, they had a brutal schedule. You know, they played Rustin and all you know all these good teams, in addition to the teams in Acadiana, who turned out to be not as good as they normally are, but still a really good team. And so they played a brutal schedule. And they lost three games, finished, what, third in the district, and were had a 10-point lead with a minute and a half or a minute 40, whatever it was, to in 45 in the game. I mean – in the state finals to win a state championship. I mean, they, they should have won the game. They just didn't recover an onside kick. Now, there are a lot of other plays in the game, and if anyone wants to discuss any of it, certainly feel free. It, we, we don't often talk a lot of high school football on Monday show, but, again, this was the state championship, and this was – a you know one a state championship game we're going to be talking about for decades for decades and it was um tremendous back and forth it you know 
at half, I thought STM had a little bit of an edge. They were up, what, 17-14 at half, but it, it seemed like they more plays did not. They were kind of, and then, boom, you know, uh, LCA played make it, take it, and just totally took, I mean, STM was chasing the whole second half. It was, um, the you know, the halftime adjustments made a big, seemed to make a big difference in LCA's favor, and they were chasing the whole half, and the onside kick just kind of changed everything. It was a crazy game, no question. And the numbers put up were tremendous on both sides. The the last three games, Jawan Johnson, the numbers he put up. I mean, I, I mean, I, again, I don't, I don't think there is like there is not like a record book kind of like that. But and you know, but there's no way anyone's put up the numbers he has, and there's just no way. I guess. You know, it wasn't that long ago Acadiana put up 77 points in the state final to beat Parkway. And they put up numbers before that, but it wasn't. Like, they didn't have one guy who put up the I mean, this, they were they were getting like 700. They probably, I'd have to go, I'll have to go back and add it. But they averaged 700 and something total yards in a three-game stretch. And 80 to 90% of that was him. I mean, it was tremendous. Tremendous performance. And again, there's a lot of lot to discuss in that game if anybody wants to discuss it. But no, it is a it is a an impressive. It was an impressive game. Back and forth. Lots of excitement created. A lot of conversations. Uh football and otherwise. But it's um Again, it'll be a game we'll be t- talking about for a long, long time in these parts. All right, LCA, they are were they're pretty young. I mean, they are gonna. I think if they're not gonna be ranked number one next year, they're gonna be pretty high. I, I would think you know this would have been winning a state championship probably a year ahead of schedule had they held on to that ten point lead. Uh, with a little less than two minutes to go. And so they, uh, you know, a lot can happen between now and next year. We've learned that. But it was um, it was, it was, was impressive what they did this year. And I think they're going to probably be the early favorite going into next year. But, again, that's a long time from now. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Uh, what are the rules of uh, onside kick in high, high school football? It's just like the uh, college, they, they Some, can't touch the ball. Right, correct, correct. Um, did you, I heard that there was some controversy on that onside. I heard that the uh, St. Thomas Moore player touched the ball. I still have never seen, I, I mean, when it happened live, I said, hmm, did he touch the ball? The replay that I saw, I couldn't see it. I've heard people say that they have seen replays where he's touched it. I've seen photos where it looked like his hand was close. It's very possible he touched it. I, I don't, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I haven't seen the evidence of it. Uh, that though, I haven't seen that evidence. But and I also wonder if it was it was so close that I, I you just wonder if replay would have overturned it. And, and and speaking of replay, I just I understand they're in the dome, so you have the technology. But when you don't use replay all year long, I do not agree with 
all of a sudden you get to the state final, and in high school football games you have replay all of a sudden. I, I just some about that just doesn't quite seem right. But yeah, I just saw something on social media uh, pertaining to the game. Um, yes, there, there are a lot of people that believe that he touched it. I, I'm just, and I'm not saying he didn't touch it. I'm just saying I haven't actually seen a f- you know a film or a, a still shot that proved that he touched it. But but well, it is possible. Yes. Where- I know you don't like hand to the face. You know, understand that? But, man, that was a shot where St. Thomas Moore player literally, man, a photo where he literally dug into the guy, like basically like almost caught him underneath his chin, like helmet. Just well, again, then, then that's a personal foul that should be called if you do that. I, I'm just saying you either grab the face mask or you hit a guy in the head. You can't hit a guy in the head. So if you hit a guy in the head or you grab the face mask, it's a personal foul. I just don't like hands to the face. And who was these referees? Where were they from? I don't want to say. Well, I, I thought my memory was that it was Monroe, but I don't know that for sure. Someone, I'm sure someone out there knows, but I, I thought someone said it was Monroe, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah, I heard it was a great It definitely game, was man. not Lafayette. And no. I, I agree with you, man, in the sense uh, if you have the lead, well, of course, you know, last Monday and of course last Thursday. That's that's pro. That's pro. I would never compare a pro game to high school. LCH, you know, they should have won that game. But hey, uh, St. Thomas More came back and they won, and it is what it is. Um, and, uh, my heart got out to the uh, students of uh, St. Thomas More. But um, that's all I have to add to it. All right, thank, thank you, sir. You know. After watching that game, oh, it was. I'm told now it was Alexandria. I knew I had it somewhere. It was up north. I think the officials in that game, for the most part, now I'm not saying they did it all the way through, but I got the impression pretty early in that game that 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 they they were like, we're gonna let the players decide the game. Like I, I think they let they they tried to stay out of it as much as possible. It seemed like that was kind of their their mo in 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 that game. Um. Something else that I that a point I want to make. There were some people that were upset in the semifinal game because LCA threw a touchdown pass at the end of that game. And look, some people worry about running up the score, and some people don't. And and I'm I I don't think that's much of an issue at all unless it really gets out of hand. And so it's not something I'm real sensitive to at all at any level. But but I do think. That the way high school play, the, the, the games that I've seen of late, which is crazy games, you can score two touchdowns in th- It's like nothing anymore to score two touchdowns in 30 seconds. So I think some of us need to reevaluate what is the game is out of hand. <laughs> I mean, we got to reevaluate that a little bit because these days, I mean, it's just nothing. I mean, they scored two touchdowns in 30 seconds. Like, it's crazy. So we gotta gotta put it a little bit through the way football's being played now. Filter. Anyway, let's go back to the game hotline. No, not not there. All right, we'll do this. Let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back again. If you have any thoughts on that, we'll, we have many other things we're going to get to so on that great game. Certainly, feel free to call. It was um, it was you know epic, historic, all the words we use these days. No question. Back and forth. Um, lots of big plays, controversy, all of it. I mean, it's just it it uh it had it had great individual performances, great finish, unique circumstances, all of that stuff. 
All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers in the Houston Astros. Which NFL MVP annoys Kevin Foote the most? Who is Aaron Rodgers? He's the most arrogant athlete I've ever seen. I think he's really, to his core, that arrogant. He really believes, why in the world are you even speaking to me? You are a lower form of human being. That kind of arrogance is what I'm talking about, and I think that's who Aaron Rodgers is. That is correct. Now, back to more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. want to remind you if you would like to see the new Whitney Houston biographical movie. I want to dance with somebody. Get a sneak peek before any of your friends. Simply text Whitney, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, to 68683. Text Whitney to 68683 for a pair of tickets for a sneak peek preview on December the 20th at the Celebrity Theater in Broussard. It's I Want to Dance with Someone sneak preview brought to you by A. Brian Jewelers and the game, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. All right. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. If you would like to get in uh, or have been trying and, and weren't able to, certainly feel free to give us a call. You want to talk high school football? Uh, I know it was, you know, a couple days ago or three days ago now, but it was on a Friday and we haven't had a show since. And again, people will be talking off and on about that game for a long, long time. So certainly feel free to call if you would like to about that one. Anything that went on in the NFL yesterday, wonder what Mark Ingram's doing right now. You know, I, I wasn't – no matter what the Saints would have – if they'd have sealed the deal against the Yucks. Um, and to Jay's point, man, can you imagine if you were an – if you're – and I'm sure there are quite a few Saints fans who are also LCA fans. Man, that was a rough week last week. If you're a Saints fan and an LCA fan. Oh, just brutal. But uh, one is enough for me. But – um. You know, I wasn't going to watch the cheaters and the yucks anyway. That's just torture. I mean, there's no way I would ever watch it. Now, had the Saints, I mean, I didn't really care what happened yesterday. I just reacted to what happened yesterday once the Saints blew the game or Mark Ingram blew the game. But it's, um, had the Saints beaten the yucks like they should have, um, man, think about how good you'd be feeling right now. Now, the Arnolds went to Asia and won. And, you know, it's funny. The Saints cheated, but they still beat Seattle. And Seattle's having a pretty nice season, but this division that everyone's laughing at, Seattle's kind of struggled with. I mean, kind of struggled. Seemed like the Falcons almost beat them. If I'm remembering that game correctly, the Saints did beat them. And the Arnolds went to Asia and did and beat them as well. Um, just interesting the way that 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 has played out. But you know, for those of you 
and I'm going to make this point and move on to my next one. But for those of you who uh, quite a few people raised eyebrows and so kind of like gave me that, what are you talking about? Look, Uh, I made the comment that when the saints got beat in Cheetahville, that 13 to nothing, that it was the first time they looked like a real football team all season to me. And then they, and then they, and I said it again last week, they got, they blew that game and I'm like, these last two games, the first time all year long where he's leasing back-to-back games, they look like a real football team. They went 0-2 and the season's over, but that's what's added to the frustration. And for those of you who don't, who don't agree with me, which is fine, it's a free country, you don't have to, we don't have to agree. But for those of you who don't agree, uh, I point towards the Yucks in Cheaterville yesterday. How did they compete in that game compared to how the Saints competed against that team who's really good? Um, I mean, anyway, we'll leave it at that. Anyway, it was um, it was nice. I needed it for the Saints to not play. If they want to not play again this week, that's fine. Now they're plan they're scheduled to play, and I plan on watching the game, and I hope they win, and all of that stuff. But um, it was. It was hard. I did. I, I I tried not. I didn't really want to watch any football yesterday, to be honest with you. Now, we ended up going um, to my in-laws, and they're almost always watching. If there's a football game on or a baseball game on or something, they're watching it. And so I saw a little bit of the – what was the first game that was on in the noon hour? Oh, the Cowboys and the Texans, which – had Mark in- if Mark Ingram was just a bad football player, I mean, that's all it took was a bad football player to get that first down. If Mark Ingram was a bad football player, I'd have been really into that Texans-Cowboy game yesterday. I'd have been really into it. Because the only way that the same, in my mind, the only way the Saints can beat the Eagles is if the Eagles have the number one seed clinch before they're scheduled to play them and they bench players. And they just not playing, you know, with that 100. I mean, that's the only way I can even foresee that happen. So, and that would have been torture because they could have won. The Texas could have, should have, would have beat the Cowboys yesterday. Uh, so I'd have been really into that game if Mark Ingram was a bad football player. But he's below that. So, um, you know. I didn't it I kind of paid attention, but I didn't really I wasn't really into it. Um, and then of course we watched Broncos play the Chiefs. It's 27 to nothing. And then all of a sudden the Broncos are it was 27-21. They played make it take it. Man, make it take it is so powerful. I mean, it's just it's so powerful, and it's amazing to me that I'm like the only person I know that ever talks about that over and over again. It is so powerful in the in the game, one way or the other. And the Broncos, finally, someone pitched a fit. Jerry Judy pitches a fit. It's 27 nothing. He got fed up with this awful season they're having. He pitches a fit, and then all of a sudden, they have an offense. <laughs> It's like it's kind of like I said with Brian Abreu, cat. 
If all it took for me to say that I finally give up on you, I'd have given up on you two years ago, Brian. I, I finally give up on Brian Abreu, and he's pitched unbelievable since then. So if all it took was for someone to pitch a fit on the field, they should, they should have pitched a fit um, two months ago in Denver. So all of a sudden, they you know, and they ended up losing. But man, and if they, if Denver could score twenty eight points, they would have they'd be the number one seed in the AFC right now if they were scoring twenty eight points a game with the defense they got. Oh man, Patrick Mahomes threw some bad pass. If you don't think if you don't think football's a team game, got through some bad passes yesterday. Anyway, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Can you hear me just fine? Yes, sir, I can. Okay. Man, uh, I didn't really get a chance to watch too, too much football yesterday, but I did get uh, a whole – I did catch a win to uh, an article that Jeff Duncan, uh, one of the Saints beat writers, put out. Yes, sir. Uh, did, you, did, you, did you get a chance to – I did not read the article. I did see the headline, so I know what you're referring to. I did not read the article. No, sir. Okay, so my question to you would be, just based off the headline, uh, we know, A, it's going to take a lot of money to get him to stay. Uh, and, 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 B, the question that I have for you would be, who would be coming, coming to New Orleans in order to get him to stay, because you know we're going to have to have a quarterback. He's going to have to have some answer for that quarterback position in the event that that does happen. So, one, who would be your pick as a as a prospect coming out of the draft? Uh, and, 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 and knowing that we have a high, it's going to be pretty a pretty high second-round pick versus, with, versus no first round. And then who would be your second choice as a free agent out of the free agents that you know right now. I'm going to hang up and listen. All right, thanks. I, I Look, I don't – Casper has never been a rookie quarterback guy. And he and I – I mean, I agree with that, and I'm, I, I've always been thankful for that. I, I don't think it's going to happen, first of all. I'm not going to say it's impossible. Very little is impossible. Um I don't, you know, the only reason he left is because this stupid Bill Parcells, Stalin idea that he puts in his head that you can't stay where too somewhere too long because then your message starts, you know, they they ignore your message and they start moving on and all that, you know. There's so much turnover. I just don't buy that stuff anymore. I think that's an old archaic um, mentality. Um, but anyway, it's stupid. But anyway. Um, I don't think he would come here for a rookie quarterback, and I don't think they're going to get a high one of the elite rookie quarterbacks anyway. So I don't think he's never been a rookie quarterback guy. And so I don't think he would do that. Um, You know, it would take some sort of probably tampering situation where, you know, where, um, you know, whether it's Bozo Tom Brady or some quarterback that is disgruntled that whatever reason Casper likes and they would come as a package deal. 
I mean, I guess I could see that as a scenario where they would kind of talk behind the scenes and say, look, if he comes and he comes and we'll both go. Um, I mean, I, you know, do I think Casper's a good football coach? Yeah. Um, would I take him back? Yeah. Will I be mad at him for leaving? Yeah, I still am. I, you know, the whole idea that he retired is just, if you, again, if you still believe that, then you're just fooling yourself. He did not retire. He quit. Um, it, I just, I don't like that whole deal. I don't like it at all. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that, I mean, obviously, it seems that anyway. I'm not as blaming Dennis Allen as a lot of you are, necessarily. But there's no question that his leadership looks very lacking right now. There's no arguing that. Even if you're not a fire-to-coach guy, and I'm not. There's no arguing that Dennis Allen's leadership looks very inadequate right now. I mean, because I, all I keep saying is, can he really be that clueless? Like, he's, he appears on the surface to be that clueless as a leader. Um, and if, the, if they determine that he is that clueless as a leader and they move on and they get Sean Payton, Casper, the quarterback, I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to still be angry with him. Maybe it's a problem that I have. Well, it is a problem that I have, okay? I'm more of the, I, 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 I use this analogy on, I'm more of the prodigal son's older um, brother than I am the prodigal son, okay? So I identify more with the brother than most, of, most people do in that story. So I would, would I still be angry at him? Yes. Would I take him back? Yeah. Now, as far as what veteran quarterback? I, I, you know, again, I don't know. I, I threw out Brady's just because people talk about that all the time. There's supposed a connection between the two. I don't know what other veteran quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Would Aaron Rodgers come to play? I don't even know if, what kind of relationship he has with them. The Saints do have a, a history of, of getting ex-Packer quarterbacks. That's true. They got a history of that. Getting quarterbacks from the Packers. Um, I mean, all of that, I guess, is worth discussing if you're just going to, you know, have a stream of consciousness discussion. I don't know what other veteran quarterback, you know, I, I've tried not to think about it a whole lot, even though we've kind of discussed it here and here and there. But look at this cat, Mike White. Like, the Mike White situation is interesting. The Brock Purdy situation is interesting. But you just never know. Like, Casper was was always high on Mike Glennon. Turned out Mike Glennon's not good at all. I mean, we didn't know that a decade ago, I guess, or whenever he came out, eight, nine, ten years ago. But, but Casper liked Mike Glennon. Doesn't mean that he's right. Seems to have been proven that he wasn't right about Mike Glennon. But, I mean, I, I just don't. I mean, I, I, other than a veteran. But, again, if why would Casper come back for an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady? Because those guys only have precious few years left. I, 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 don't, I don't know that I buy that either. 
course, my prediction a year ago was that he was going to go to the Arizona Cardinals, but do you, does he does he really want to coach Kyler Murray? I mean, that guy seemed like a train wreck on a lot of levels. So I don't know. I, I don't really believe it. I'm just playing along with the story idea uh, and James's question. But, um, you know, I guess it's it's it can be a fascinating discussion in a vacuum anyway. All right. We'll take a timeout. Come back with more. On the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Z28. Z28. Now, a running back with great speed and start and go ability, like a Chevy Camaro that plays for the New Orleans Saints also known as Alvin Kamara. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back to Footnotes. We are now, folks, yesterday was two weeks from Christmas. We are now inside of two weeks Christmas. If you want to listen to the Louisiana Christmas Channel for all your favorite Christmas classics or local Cajun Christmas songs. Nonstop Christmas music 24-7 on the Louisiana Christmas Channel. You can listen live on LAChristmasChannel.com or download your free mobile app on both your Apple and Android devices and listen to your Amazon, on your Amazon Alexa. So listen to Holiday Cheer 24-7 whenever you would like on the Louisiana Christmas Channel. Again, Game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. I'm sure James was not the only one that caught an eye or you might have read the story like James did that Jeff Duncan did about Casper the Quitter coming back to the Saints. Uh, again, if you have any thoughts on any of that or the quarterback situation, certainly feel free. I don't I don't really think it's going to happen, but it, would it totally shock me? No. Because I remember when it first went down, that was one of my first thoughts. It really was. I'm talking about when we first heard the news, whenever that was last year um, or earlier this year, that he was leaving. Um, I, 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 that was a scenario that I, you know, that went through my mind. But again, now I just, I don't, I don't really think it's going to happen. But we'll see. Um, I do want to talk about the Pelicans. It is fascinating what's going on with the Pelicans. And we'll be talking way more NBA, you know, after the new year, after Christmas, once football is kind of pretty much, I mean, it's still in many ways football has subsided for me, but we still have a Cajun Bowl game coming on. The, the Saints still do play, have games left, even though, you know, much of the starch is, was taken out of it when um, they blew that game in in Tampa on Monday, a week ago today. But um, some fascinating stuff, obviously, going on with the Pelicans. For one, do standings in, in December mean anything? No, they don't. But if you're a Pelican fan, it means something. The Pelicans are 18-8. and eight. They're just come off of back-to-back wins over the Suns 
And the thing, to, to, they've won seven in a row. They're the number one seed as of now in the Western Conference. And the, some of the, the things that impress me is the consistency. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it's like, whoa. They scored 128 points in the first win over the Suns. They scored 129 points in the second win over the Suns. Zion had 35 points and seven rebounds in the first win over the Suns. Zion had 35 points and eight rebounds in the second win over the Suns. McCollum had a little bit better game in the second win, 29 points and seven assists, but he was also the second leading scorer in the first win over the Suns with 18.7 rebounds and five assists. And it's kind of like, you know, the um, for those of you who used to play horse in the backyard, you used to have there, – there, there were two ways, essentially, in my mind, to play horse where you, you, you just – you did it or you had to prove it. In other words, you had to make this shot twice or it didn't count. Like you couldn't make some crazy shot. And, oh, yeah, then the other guy had to do it or girl, whatever. It had to do it. But if you couldn't make that shot twice, well, then it didn't count. There was two different ways to play that game. Well, in effect, the, the Pelicans proved it. <laughs> you know, they scored 128. Then the next game, they scored 129. And, you know, in addition to Zion and McCollum both being, you know, Nance and Marshall both had double-digit performances off the bench in both games. I mean, no two games are exactly alike, but it, it was uncanny how, in my mind, it just kind of, well, well, the, the, the Pels proved it. They, they beat him, and it's almost like the Suns said, okay, prove it. You can do that again. Well, they did it again. It was, um, it, it was impressive. Folks, through 26 games last year, it's, and this is why I just don't buy all the doom and gloom that everyone has. Through 26 games last year, the Pelicans were 7-19. and 19. And many of the same people are all ridiculing the Saints right now and all they're done and they're yeah, idiot and all that or were ridiculing the Pelicans last year. And now, I've already seen this point made. The Pelicans realized they made a mistake and changed it as far as the coach. Will the Saints do the same thing? Will they, one, realize or convince themselves that they made a mistake and it's not a good fit? The difference is I don't think the Pelicans liked their coach. I don't think there was no history between the Pelicans and their coach. And they didn't like him and they didn't like his style, et cetera. It was just a disaster show. Well, I think I've, I kind of still get the impression that the Saints like Dennis Allen there was a history. He's been, he he he's been there. He was in New Orleans way more, longer than Cam Jordan was even there. Has even been there, or Superman. So it's not, you know. So there's a there's a parallel between the stories of the Pelicans getting rid of their coach after one year, and then the Saints getting rid of their coach potentially after one year. But you know. There, there's just was so, it's so much more of a history with Dennis Allen. It's hard to say that he's not a fit in New Orleans because he played a huge role in most of the success that the Saints had in the in the uh, Casper the Quitter era. So 
again, I get the comparison and the parallels, but it's different. So I'm just saying that the, the point that they were eight, they're 18 and eight right now, and last year through 26 games, they were seven and 19. What a difference. Incredible. Incredible difference. And um, wow, they are uh, looking really good. And, again, we'll be talking way more about it. I'm not. I don't live and die with them. I've said that many, many times. I'm, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't insult people like Lewis who live and die with the Pelicans like I live and die with the Saints and the Astros by calling myself a Pelican fan. I hope they win. I wish them the best. I, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm happy for those people like Lewis who are, have, are really into the Pelicans. Um, but I mean, I can't just, I, I'm, I'm just, I just don't tick that way. I just can't snap up. Oh, I'm a Pelican fan now. No, I'm not going to, that's insulting to true Pelican fan. I'm not going to do that. And I, I don't, I just don't tick that way, but, uh, but I'm still, I'm, I'm glad they're winning and, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to make the NBA season certainly a lot more interesting down the road if they keep this up for sure. Wow. Very impressive. Very impressive. And the Lakers snapped a three-game losing streak last night, and now they're coming home, and we'll see what happens there. All right. Big difference. The Lakers are what? Two spots out of the 10 spot right now. Pelicans are number one. So big gulf between those two right now. We'll take a timeout. Come back, and I'll have a few more thoughts on that uh, on – an interesting thing that I've noticed that I'm wondering if it's a, it, how, how much is this is going to change moving forward and maybe someone can help me with this. We'll do that on the other side of this timeout on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Notes, Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you about our Christmas comes early sweepstakes where you could win a $500 Visa gift card. Christmas come early sweepstakes presented by Armentar Jewelers. All you have to do to get eligible is to join the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. That puts your name in the hat to maybe win that incredible $500 Visa gift card. Man, I could use that right now, like in a major way, and I'm sure many of you could as well. Again, the Christmas come early sweepstakes powered by Armentar Jewelers. And the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right, something I've noticed, and those of you who are huge NBA fans, help me out with this maybe. But I just got finished talking about the Pels played the Suns in back-to-back games. I heard earlier this morning that the Knicks are going to be playing the Bulls in back-to-back games. The, the Pels are about to go to Utah and playing the Jazz in back-to-back games. So you used to not – I mean, you get like two out of three every once in a while, but you used to not have like these kind of series. And then I started th- – first of all, I wonder if this is a philosophy shift that we're going to see a whole lot more often for the NBA moving forward. And then I started thinking about it. You know, it kind of makes sense. Like, if you're going to travel, in this case, Phoenix to New Orleans or New Orleans to Salt Lake City, 
Why, and you got to do it twice, why not just play the two games right there? And in other words, it's more of like a baseball model for scheduling. Not really wholesale baseball, but kind of. Like, if you're going to travel twice to this city, and, and in this case, it's more than twice, but like, expect, you know, if you're going to play, tw- why not just play them back to back and save travel money? At some point, it might, over the course of the season, probably saves a little money. So it's just more, it's not like the NBA is hurting for money, but it just seems to make sense. And it's probably better for the fans. Like, if you're going to travel to a city, you get two games out of it than one. And so, um, for any fans that travel with their team. So, I don't know. I, at first, I was like, man, that's strange, all these back-to-backs with the same team. But if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. So, I'm wondering if you're going to see a whole lot more of that in the future in terms of how the NBA schedule. Yeah. Now, you see, I don't think that applies to football at all. I, this idea of playing the same team twice, and th- I think that's off. Football, you're going to try. There is no staying someplace for a week other than you might stay on the West Coast for a week or in the East Coast if you're going to play in England or something. But it, it just doesn't apply to football. But I I really, at first, it was I was thrown back, but I'm like, you know what? i got no problem if the NBA goes in that direction. kind of makes sense. We'll take a timeout, come back with another hour on the other side on the game. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111 if you would like to get in. We spoke a little NBA in the first hour. High school football with St. Thomas Moore's thrilling 52-48 come from behind win over Lafayette Christian. Any thoughts anybody has on that or any of the state championships over the weekend? In high school football, certainly feel free to call in. The NFL, Brock Purdy. Yeah, that's the same Brock Purdy that was the quarterback at Iowa State that the Cajuns upset, what was that, a couple years ago now? Um, And, you know, he looks like he's about 12 years old when they show his picture on the screen. But he obviously was pretty good. He had a very encouraging first performance off the bench. And then his first start, you could argue, was even better. And so it's um, <clears throat> it's um, sparked a lot of conversation, I'm sure, about the, the cheater's viability moving forward. And, uh, again, they were my preseason pick to go to the Super Bowl, and I still kind of think that's going to happen. But you can only uh, you can only have so many injuries, and so we'll see how that plays out. Um, baseball. I know we talked more baseball in the middle of football and basketball season last week because of the winter meetings and, the, and all the movement in the hot stove league. Well, it continues. The Mets signed 
this Japanese pitcher, Singa, five years, $75 million over the weekend. They got a pretty scary starting rotation, if, if healthy, if healthy. Um, Scherzer's old and had some health issues. Verlander's old, had some recent health issues. Uh, Carlos Carrasco's old, not as old, but has got serious recent health issues. Beat cancer. And then you've got Quintana, who's old, who a couple years ago has kind of fallen off and kind of resurrected his career and was fabulous last year down the stretch for the Cardinals, and now singing. Now, you never know. We've seen pitchers come from Japan and hitters as well, and they've come over here, and some of them have done great, and some of them have done terrible. So you just, you know, it's like every, it's like anybody else. I mean, it's like a guy coming from the minor league. Some of them do t- great, some of them do terrible. A guy you pick up in free agency. Some of them do great, some of them do terrible. So it's not really that different any other mode of getting players, but it's um, we'll see. It, it I'm just telling you, it just seems like there are more World Series contenders right now in mid-December than I can ever remember. And maybe I'm fooling myself, and maybe I'm being a prisoner at the moment, which we all do to some extent. But man, it just seems like there's a lot of it. And y'all can all stress out, and I'm just going to enjoy a hammock season next year because I um, my team wears the crown. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Uh, hello. Kevin. Yes, sir. A lot of uh, people, they, they ain't already to bring it up, but and, and they're earning. The Pels are earning what they're getting, you know, because the, the officials are starting to respect them now. If you notice some of these games that I brought up to the Pell fan last night, you say, you know, I haven't really thought about that, but I agree with you. But the officials are starting to respect them now because of the calls that they're getting this year. They weren't getting them same calls last year in some of these close games with a full team or without a full team. You know, the, they, the, the Pells are playing with assertiveness and aggressiveness, and that makes the officials favor them with, with the whistle. Now, of course, people like Paul, of course, Paul says, well, since I say it that, now it's, now it's clear the ref's been cheating for the Pell. That's why the Pell's 18 and 8 or whatever. So you know he's going to come with some stuff because you don't like the Pells and all that kind of stuff. you know. But you know how it goes in the sport. When you earn what you get and you take it, when the officials start respecting you because you ain't sitting around crying after every call they make on you and stuff like that, you go ahead and you play through the whistles and you're playing through calls. And you're just playing the game and not really barking at the refs all game like Dallas do with Luka Doncic. He barks all game at the ref and stuff. So they respect you a little bit more, Kevin. They respect you. So I, people got to understand I, the Pels I hear, are taking that respect. They're I hear what you're it. saying. I hear what you're saying, but I still go back to the comment that I hear all the time. You're not going to get that call on the road. Oh, What yeah, does but, that I mean? mean? Yeah. It's usually a little bit different on the road, but like like I said, they're gonna get their fair share of missed calls, and all this other stuff. Pelicans, the goes, Pelicans but. are twelve and three at home and six and five on the road. And when you look at the whole NBA, it's not that different. Now, uh, you know some teams have better road record than others, no question. I mean, you look at the Warriors; they're two and eleven on the road, and yeah. they're twelve and they're two like at 12 home. And two at home. Yeah, so it's one at home, something like that. Yeah. So I get, I get, you know? I get that, I get that, that. I hear, I'll repeat that statement again. 
you're not going to get that call on the road. What does that mean? Yeah, that just means that just means the officials are favoring the home team when they're at home. That's all that means. Because, like I said, sometimes for some teams it works, and some teams it don't really matter or whatever because they're bad. But like I was telling them, the NBA right now, and you talk about this before. Uh, the, the NBA is not, not this and not that, but, dude, the NBA is very good right now. The NBA is competitive. Even the bad teams are good, Kevin. <laughs> you know, you got to lace them up every night now to go play and beat these teams. Oh, I don't, beat I don't, you. You I don't doubt what you 20 years ago and stuff like that, you had your bad teams or whatever. Like in college basketball, you show up, you automatically beat a team. And the, the NBA is not like that. Right now, you got a ball all 82. All well, 82 again, right now. You I, have to come every night to play in all 82. If not, you're going to get crushed. Expansion. Yeah. 20 years ago, was, or in the 90s, say, a little more than 20 years, 20-something years ago, expansion was a huge part of it. People, people don't understand the impact that expansion has on leagues, and it's the same way in Major League Baseball. That was a huge part of the whole – home run thing, and all these stupid people, they all they want to talk about is steroids, and they totally look over the expansion and the impact that having all these AAA pitchers had on all those home runs yet. So people are just stupid. But, but well, yeah. I mean, you know, but, but you know, but back to what I was saying, it's just like it's, it, teams are really loaded, man. It's, 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 it's a lot of No, I think the league is in good stuff. shape. I agree. And, and I, like, I, I told him, I said, you ever seen the Magic play? The Magic got nothing but good young talent. Man, if they had like two or three vets on that team, that team can challenge for the playoffs this year in the East. And I hear people talking, and I told them this yesterday. I keep hearing it. And it's totally, it's total bogus stuff. But somebody was saying yesterday, he knew what I'm talking about because I know he's listening right now. Keep talking about how weak the West is, that's why the Pelicans are good. And I'm like, dude, you got to stop yeah, using that, that excuse, yeah, that, downplaying the West because of what the Pels are doing. I don't play you all that elitist You have to go out stuff. there and win. Yes. Yeah, you know, so I, I don't buy all that stuff that now because a team that you don't expect to see, they're great now, they're winning. Now all of a sudden the West's not good. I'm like, the West is just as good as the East. East is just as good as the West. Both conferences are loaded. So I don't want to hear them about the East and the West. No, that, good that's, now that's fair. The team that you don't that, expect to win is winning. Yeah, that 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 that's fair. You know, so you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Paul. So all Paul, right. if you're listening, right. stop right. downplaying the West Y'all because talk. the Pels are winning just to get your point across. <laughs> okay. The Pels are legit, Kevin. Okay. Foot. Do you okay. understand that? I got you. I got you. I got all right. You. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning, Foot. How you doing, buddy? Oh, trying to hang in there. How are you? Good. Kevin, I, I know you were covering back then, uh, back in the early 90s, uh, high school football. Um, somebody uh, told me that they think this uh, this kid from LCA reminds them, not, not exactly the, the, the same thing they do, but exactly how Kevin Falk played. When Kevin Falk played high school, how he was just, when he was on the field, he was just like, Stand out so much better than anybody because he, he almost every time he touched the ball, you thought he was going to get a touchdown. It, they, they, they're telling me this Johnson kid might be the same thing. It's just every time he gets the ball, you wait for him to score a touchdown. I mean, that, we haven't seen a talent like that since fall. What do you think? Well, uh, you know, again, someone called and asked. Well, no, it was when I was interviewing. Uh, who was it? 
oh, when I was interviewing uh, on the road and and, and uh, Blaine was filling in for me, and he asked me for the comp of Jawan, and I, I still don't know that I've come up with one. He, look, I, I, I wonder, like, Kevin cannot throw like Jawan can. I mean, and they fuzz they they didn't have the offense. I mean, the offense was set up. Kevin Falk starred because he was a uniquely skilled athlete, and it was a different era. I mean, offense wasn't like um, offense wasn't scheme related back then. It was athlete related back then. Now I think so much of it is scheme related, but there's no arguing with Jawan. Um, John, I don't know that Jawan Johnson, he can't play quarterback or running back at the college level. I don't I don't believe that. Now, he might be able to play like a slot receiver or cornerback. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Uh that he I'm not saying he's not a division one athlete, but he he can't run the ball uh, you know, I, there's no way he could play quarterback or running back. No at way. A, no, no, no way. way. No way. Colin, well you thought Colin Murray's kind of that size. You know, uh no way. I say no way he can play quarterback at any high, any, any kind of a higher level. No, I don't think so. You don't think he's going to grow some more? I mean, I, I, obviously I have no idea how much he's going to grow, but no, I don't think he's a quarterback. No. Okay. But it, it, it's true with what I'm hearing about when he steps on the field. It's just what, what he does on the field is just like it stands out better than anybody else. He's just a kid that's got that much talent. That, that <laughs> Again, is, that is he – the three games that he's played, his last three games in the quarterback, it outdoes any any production that any player in the history of high school football has ever done. I mean, I'm not arguing that. I mean, there, I don't think there is any argument. It's unbelievable the numbers he's put up the last three weeks. But I do not think he can play quarterback at the, you know, the Sun Belt or a higher level. No, I don't think so. All right, buddy. You have a good one. All right. Thank you. Again, that doesn't mean he's not going to be a really good college player. If he went to college and they made him a, a slot receiver or a, you know, a cornerback or something at a major program, he's still a little small, but uh, there's no question he, you know, a dynamic kick returner, all that stuff. I mean, I, none of none of that would surprise me, but not quarterback or running back. No, I don't believe that. All right. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Uh, I don't know if uh, you mentioned this. Uh, the NFL, man, they up to their tricks again. They fined the Saints a total of 500000 They fined the coach 100000 a couple of players. What is it? I think another team, if I'm not uh, mistaken, I think another team was also fined. Well, so, you know, you know I, 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 I don't, you know, I'm, I, I have not mentioned that to answer your question. I um, so you are familiar with. It. I'm certainly familiar with it. And again, you know, they they tried to tell me during Bounty Gate that the Saints were the only, essentially the only team doing this, and they gained this big advantage, which was all a bunch of lie, and, and it was all a bunch of junk. They tried to tell me, um, you know, that this Astros were the only ones stealing signs, and now they're trying to tell me that the Saints are one of the few teams in the league that. Fake injuries, folks. People fake injuries in every game. Every game they're fake injuries. So out of the blue, we're gonna we're gonna find the Saints hundreds of thousands of dollars before fake injuries when that's been going on my whole life. I, I, I mean, again, I just 
the people out there that don't that, that think that Saints fans are just they they all we don't, we don't get treated like everybody else and that we're wrong. Um, I want you to explain to me how many games you've seen with fake injuries in your life as a football fan. Another uh, another incident that you forgot. You remember uh, the league? I think it was uh, a lockdown, a lockout, and uh, they had no salary cap. Remember that? In the Saints, I think the Cowboys were the other team. They made some deals, basically, and the league went back after they uh, the strike was over or the lockdown was over. They fined the Saints. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah. Forever, you could make the you could make the forever you could uh, um you could make. The uh, you could win a playoff game with a field goal in overtime. Well, the Saints did it and went to Super Bowl. Oh, we got to change it. I'm telling you, if the Saints, if, if Mark Ingram was a bad football player and the Saints had won the division this year with a losing record, they would change the rule. <laughs> they would have changed the rule if that would have happened. They all breathed a huge sigh of relief that Mark Ingram is worse than a bad football player because, because they would have changed that rule. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, who won that game last night? I think the oh, uh, Chargers won. Chargers won, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's all I had that. Man, look, man. The Lakers, they had a game. They beat Detroit last night. There were some games, man. Uh, that Philadelphia, I think, you know, I know people like to talk mess on the Lakers, and I understand, you know, their record is kind of tied in with the Pels uh, due to trades. But, hey, I, I just think this team is going to end up doing something. I know people are caught up in this 25 games. that You know, we know more than 25 games into the season. And that's cool, you know. But hopefully the Lakers can just get some um, – just go on a nice little stretch run. Well, that was like a unique one. win because I'm if I'm if I'm mistaken, left if I'm not mistaken, that was the fourth of a four game road trip, and usually you don't win that last game on a four game road trip. Turns out that was the only one they won. Well, you know, you uh, Anthony Davis left the game with flu like symptoms, so they had no chance in that one. Then the game against Philly, they were they were losing, they were losing kind of like what about a minute or two left, and they came back and went in overtime. You know, I like what I'm seeing, you know, Anthony Davis. But, you know, he's one of those players that every time I, I see him fall, yeah. he's like, Ooh. Yes. You know. but, yes. But I like the way he looks now. It's almost like he has his body in tune with, with, with himself. Like, I don't know, like like last year, years before, like his body always, he's like saying like he was top heavy, legs, legs are small. Now he's seen, now he's seen like he's proportioned out, you know. Like he just seems sleeker and, and healthier. So, if, man, they could turn it around, man. He's a true MVP. But I understand that Zion, and with the record, you know, he's getting the love that he's getting. And I, I can't knock that. All right, thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> no, again, I try to stay away from that. Someone, a friend of mine, pointed that out to me at church yesterday. I was like, you got to, you know. I mean, don't make it so obvious. I mean, just don't make it so obvious. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station.
Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Want to remind you, tonight the New England Patriots will travel to the desert, take on Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. You can tune into that game. Find out who wins this really unusual matchup. You know, every once in a while there's a matchup in the NFL, and I'm thinking, I can't ever remember these two teams playing. Obviously, they've played. But, like, unless you're a fan of one of these two teams, can you ever really say, boy, I remember when the Patriots played the Cardinals. It's just one of those really bizarre matchups that I just have no frame of reference to. But, anyway, you can hear that game. Pre-game starts tonight at 7. Kickoff set for 7-15 Monday night football. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Um, Both of those teams are kind of like a lot of teams in the NFL this year. Just kind of can't really figure them out. Like, what direction are they going? It's just kind of a, I don't know. Like, if I'm a fan of those teams, I... Kind of like the Saints, like, I don't really know what direction our franchise is fixing to go in. Both of those right now. Kind of strange. By the way, I thought about it during the last one when uh, I think it was when Jay was one of one of the recent calls. I think it was one of the calls where Jay came on. The thought crossed my mind. Yeah, it was Jay with the question with the uh, fake in the injury. I'm sure there's some people out there that are like, man, this guy, Kevin, like, He's such an optimist. Like, where does he get that from? Like, he's always over-the-top optimistic. And I'm thinking, the re- a, a huge part, other than just being, you know, glass half full with my teams in general, um, a huge part of it for this year with the Saints was I had convinced myself that That after the last couple seasons, that they were due to be healthy for a change. Boy, did I fool myself there. Um, glad that my glass half full approach um, didn't work there. And I also had convinced myself that with Casper leaving and quitting, that somehow that the Saints hated, that the NFL hated the Saints because of Casper. Well, it turns out that ain't the case. I mean, I fooled myself there as well. Um, Because, you know, for whatever reason, they still hate the Saints even though Casper quit. So I was 0 for 2 in that line of thinking. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, Foot. Good morning, sir. Oh, no, it's a great, glorious Knickerbocker day. (laughs) Is is Randall hurt? Uh, we don't need him. I, 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 you I don't need check. him. Um, they didn't say no report on him yet. Okay. Just I don't have... think he hurt. I okay. mean, he's a tough guy. Plays for you. the Knicks. We got tough players. We not like them guys over there in L.A. stay hurt. You know what I mean? Not like them. We not like them guys over there in New Orleans. They stay hurt. You know what I mean? We got we got big breaded guys like Charles Oakley and them. You know, so we have over there foot foot. Nah, my my Knicks is winning. The Lakers is losers, and Pelicans is winning. Now, I heard Ronnie speak earlier. What I justified to him 
what he he don't want to seemingly understand. Okay, this NBA is different from the NBA that you and I love, the golden age, the eighties, and all of that. It's different. It's more finesse. But my point is, when you got a team like the Kings, that is relevant, winning foot, that goes to show you how weak that conference is. It's not about beanie leaders. I did the research on it. The teams that used to be the powerhouses for over a decade, this is the first year that they really took a slump down. And I went through everything. The Pelicans have been struggling for years to even make the playoffs. All those powerhouses teams took a step back, and all of a sudden the Pelicans are number one. That's who were the these powerhouse teams that took a step back? The Lakers used to be one. Yeah. San Antonio, even if you look at it, Golden State is falling off. They like the eight seeds, you know? Yeah, um, but it's just a shift. I mean. It, it, that's what happened in sports. That's what I'm letting them know. Those powerhouses not running things anymore. And the West is just a little weaker. Most of your superstars is in the East. Because when Bron goes to one conference, they run to the other. They fake. They fear him. That's fact. Now, you have a lot of young guys coming up on the West. They're developing. They're not there yet. The, they want to give But again, none of that means anything. That's just that's just talk. All that matters is winning play getting in the playoffs, advancing. That doesn't mean that a western team can't beat the um an eastern team in the NBA finals. I mean, who's the reigning champion? That's the Warriors. They where they I, at? You know, it's like right it's now. like you could argue all year long, and people did that the that the National League was better than the American <laughs> League. Well, who's the champion, the National League or the American? League? None of that matters. You're right in that that stuff goes up and down and it goes in cycles. All of that is accurate, but all that matters is: Do I get to the postseason? And if I get there, can I win? And it doesn't matter that the sixth best team in this league is better than the sixth place team in the other league if you win the title. That's what I was telling them, and I said it's a long season. They're giving flowers to stuff, man. It's just too early for all this. They oh, talk about yeah. MVPs and all of this. It's yeah. too early for all this. It's that not stuff. even Christmas Day yet. Exactly. Yeah. No, you you're right about that. Itself out. And when you get to the postseason, everything is different. Yes. They want to praise Zion. Zion has mm. not done he's a he's the Baker Mayfield in a sense of this. Oh, come on. Let's not let's in a sense. No, no, not. I'm not saying he's trash. What I'm saying is since college to the pros. They've been hyping this guy, pushing him, but he has not done nothing to prove yet. Yeah, yeah, he's got a he's got a lot more to prove. Uh, that, that's a exactly. fair point. They that's put a fair him up point. there like he's LeBron James. But he's on, but man. he's not a third there. round or fourth round talent like Baker Mayfield. Let's let's that's not just let's not get let's not go him. too far down that road. All he did was get fat and stay on the injured list, uh, and he quit on uh, the Pelicans. I understand. I understand. Hang in go there. Nick. Enjoy your Knicks wins. That's right. Go yes. keep winning. Go keep beating. You want to enjoy join it. Front, um, I love your front. nickname. I've always been a fan of the New York. I don't. I've never hated the Knicks. I hate the Celtics, but I don't I root for them. No, but I'm but not joining. Join nothing. I'm trying to get Hannah to join the. I'm um, not joining join? nothing. You're on the foot. You. No. I'm trying to get Hannah. How about no. y'all join the Knicks club? No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, foot. Uh, I think I think it's really fun uh, being a Pelicans fan right now. I mean, we 
you know, we, we've been watching him for a while kind of struggle and, and the whole Zion Williamson thing where he's been hurt. And, and, and now it's, now it's good. And I think you're getting a lot of, a lot of haters that, you know, very similar to when the saints got good. I mean, you know, we went through a lot as saints fans waiting for the time when we were good. And then as soon as we were good, the haters came out like out of nowhere, like nobody hated the saints when they were bad. All of a sudden when they got good, we got haters coming out of the, out of the woodworks and the same things happening with the Pelicans. I just, I don't understand why that happens, but I, I guess it just goes with the territory. It's like I've always said, like it's because they're here and they're surrounded by all these fans and they root for someone outside the region. And so you're surrounded by those fans where if you're in, in, in uh, Portland, no one in Portland is hating on the Pelicans. You know, no one in Milwaukee is hating on the Pelicans because they're not surrounded by Pelican fans. It's just any time that you're in an area where you you have all these fans and, and you root for an outsider team, then you're gonna get you're gonna be arguing with fans of the local team. I mean, it's just that's just natural. Yeah, I mean, growing up, I was made fun of pretty bad for being a Saints fan. You know, you, you they were they were not they were never good, and you just. You were ridiculed at school, and the Cowboys fans wearing their Cowboys stuff, and right. and then all of a sudden when they're good, like they hate the Saints. Like y'all didn't hate the Saints when they were bad. I just it, it's it's really ridiculous. Weird. I, it's people being elitist and bandwagon jumpers and convenient. It's a it's a it's a fandom of convenience and 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 easing in the the pleasure cruise. Everybody wants the the Tom Brady approach, pleasure cruise. Foot, I don't know if you remember this. I don't even know if it's if it really happened or if I imagined it. But I was I was really young, like maybe five or six, and the Saints got timeouts taken away because the dome was too loud. Is that something that really happened in like maybe the maybe the late eighties or something like no, that? No, that did, uh, and, and also uh, it happened um, in Tulane Stadium against Roman Gabriel in a game against the Eagles. So yeah, it's happened. So, I mean, that stuff, I don't know if it's ever happened to any other teams, but that stuff kind of goes back even before Sean Payton. So now now we're talking about the league kind of doing things that don't happen to other teams. I mean, with with the stadium being so loud that you got timeouts taken away, I can't remember that ever happening to anybody else. And and, and so I, I don't know I don't know if there's any validity to this, the league being out to, to get the Saints more than any other teams, but, man, there's just – there's a lot of evidence that suggests there might be. Well, I don't know about more than any other team, but again, there's if you really think that team, there's certain teams that get treated the same way as teams like the Saints, then you're just fooling yourself. I mean, you know, the the, the Blue Bloods don't get treated like the Saints do. It just if you believe if you believe they get treated all the same, then you're just fool, you're lying to yourself. Just like you think Saints fans are lying to themselves about being mistreated, because if you believe that. The Yankees and the Red Sox get treated the same as everybody else in Major League Baseball. Well, you're just fooling yourself. Of course they are. I don't know if you have time to uh, maybe I don't, I don't know like maybe explain what happened with that timeout thing. I just I was very young. I don't really remember the specifics, but I just remember my dad being really upset that the referees were taking timeouts away just because the fans are like I don't know. Anyway, right, yeah, it's crazy. Well, the the Tulane Stadium was that. Um, they just they had all them old aluminum stands, and they were making all this noise. But I mean, again, it, 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 it's a, it was just a crowd control issue. But 
I guess theoretically, like if your fans start throwing a bunch of stuff, you could get a penalty. I mean, and I guess they feel like, you know, it goes in that same category. But no, it's it's silliness. No, no, no question about that. But no, again, it doesn't necessarily, you know, explain all the what I would call cheating incidences. But again, if you really think that all teams are treated the same, then you're just fooling yourself. I mean, it, it just is. Just like, I mean, do you re- like if you really think that, you know, like Rockefeller said. I noticed it when the Saints got good. The Saints got calls that they never got before when they got good. I'm like, because I'm sensitive towards that. And so when the Saints got good after years of being the supposedly bad team and, and, and you know, all that silliness, a lot of that's overrated. But um, I, the Saints started getting calls that they never got before. And they and the Saints started cheating other teams, and I I could I noticed it and commented on it at the time. I'm like, you know, they cheated that team. That was a shame. Now I'm saying I I didn't I didn't give any wins back, but there's no question that it, there's a difference. Halves get treated differently than have-nots. They just do, and certain halves really get treated differently than other. And again, uh, you know, some of it you might say it's just human nature. Some of it's politics. On the on the on the off the field league level, um, that's just that you know all you got to do is look at the political world. If you don't understand that, that can happen. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more on the game. A recent survey said that game listeners prefer our station than filing their taxes. Take that, taxes. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you, if you regularly use your Alexa or Google Home speaker to help you out around the house, controlling lights and temperatures and whatever else, why not do the same with the game? Just ask your Alexa or Google Home to play the game, Southwest Louisiana. It's that easy. So do the smart thing and have the game, 1037 Lafayette, 104, 1 Lake Charles with you wherever you go, home, office, wherever you go. All right, let's go back to the, well, yeah, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Hey, I had a question for you. I know we lost Verlander. Do you think we might go after Jason DeGrom for pitcher, or do you think they got stamp them with what they got? DeGrom signed with the Rangers of all people, so the Astros have got to wow. figure out how to how to uh, hit DeGrom when, whenever he's healthy, and hopefully, you know, I don't know how long that's going to be. I don't really think the Astros have any great needs at starting pitcher. I, I think the next step for them is to get an outfielder. I don't know quite what's taking so long and or a backup catcher. But I think an outfielder uh, is their number one priority right now. I'll tell you one, you know, I'd like to see him even trade for a sign. I'd love to see him go after Murphy with the A's. I would the love for them the to – I, I, I would love for they, – they, they would need to trade for him supposedly the A's are one three major league ready players and 
again, I can give them that. Jake Myers has, has started playoff games in the major leagues. I'd give them Jake Myers and a, um, a Hensley. You know, I liked Hensley, but he, he he's played and play, he started a, a World Series game this year. So the, those guys are major league ready players. I could give them a few of those. And maybe even throwing Corey Lee. Oh, yeah. If they need Corey Lee, that's fine with me, too. I agree. Or another thing, the Lakers in basketball, I don't know if you realize that, but if the Lakers have a bad year this year in basketball, the Pelicans can flip-flop picks. So maybe the Pelicans can get a lottery pick if the Lakers keep losing. It, it, it's possible, but the Lakers are showing a lot of good signs of late. Of course, it all depends, ironically on Anthony Davis, and I guess fittingly on Anthony Davis's health. But if Anthony Davis keeps playing anywhere near what he's done the last two or three weeks, that's not going to happen. But if he gets hurt, which has happened his whole career, then it likely will happen, yes. That's what I'm thinking. He's, I call him Mr. Glass. He's always hurt. Right. Every time he plays, he's hurt about a month later. So I expect Mr. Glass to hurt himself in about two or three weeks. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call, sir. Thank you. You too. No, it's, um, again, uh, I did talk a little bit at the top of the hour. The Mets made that huge signing of Singa. I think he pronounces his name. Five years, $75 million. They've spent a lot of money. The Rangers spent a lot of money. The Phillies are spending a lot of money. And so Astros aren't spending so much money, but they've never really the Astros have never tried to quote unquote to buy a World Series title. They their way of doing, you know, a guy comes up and he wants one of these mega contracts like Correa, they get rid of him. A guy comes wants one of these mega contracts or 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 a bigger contract than they think he's worth, like Springer or Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander, they just they just move on. They're not into these 10, 11 year contracts. They just that's not the way they do business. And it's worked for them. They continue to to replace people. So we're waiting to see what Correa's going to do. Uh, as long as you don't go to the Yankees or the Punks, I'd be fine with it. Um, I I think he's got too much class for that, but we'll see. Well, uh, you know, we'll 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 see. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello, Kevin. Yes, sir. Don't let Paul bullcrap you and persuade you, Kevin. Use your better judgment. Don't be a sucker for what Paul's trying to tell you because Paul's coming with some stuff and trying to persuade or go the other way on things, you know. But don't do it. And you forgot to mention, Kevin, I know it kind of makes you upset. I had to do it yesterday for once. It's been a long time since I did it. But I pulled for the 49ers yesterday, so I know you're not going to feel too happy about that. But well, it did. Oh, they beat the, Why? They beat the hell out of Tom Brady, Kevin. Well, I you understand. understand that. I, I, didn't, I couldn't watch. There's no way I could watch even a play of that game. No. I know you couldn't watch it, but I'm, 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 I'm kind of filling you in. I'm filling in the gaps for you right now, let you know what happened. They beat the hell out of him, Kevin. Well, I understand. Beat them. I understand. Beat him. I'm talking about he was on his back all day looking up, Kevin. And they had nerve to show his little pictures. You know, when he was a, a, a young boy, his little human, his little jersey, he had his jersey on with his helmet, his mama in the stands with him and everything, you know, yep. and stuff like that. So, so I guess he thought the D-line would have felt sorry for him. And, oh, man, this guy should have been here a long time ago. Let's go ahead and take a ride on him. He beat the stuffing out of him, Kevin. That was, I, I was so happy to see him on his back all game, just like a pregnant woman on his back. Oh, Have a good one. All right. Um... Cajun basketball. 
got a, had a nice win over the weekend. Uh, we talked about it when Coach Murphy was on last week, Thursday, I think that was, um, how Sanford was a little tricky. They didn't play quite as uniquely as I kind of thought they would from what Coach Murphy was ex- describing, but they did shoot. They, they were on 8 of 20. Uh, they made a lot of threes in the first half, and, and the Cajuns defensively kept them. I think they were 2 of 10 from three-point land in the second half, so they kind of calmed that off, and they did press, but the Cajuns really solved the press. That was not really an issue. Uh, I'm not saying they had zero turnovers, but they didn't have a lot. They didn't have very many turnovers against the pressure. So they handled that very well. And um, really nice win. The Cajuns are 8-1. and one. They play Louisiana Christian tonight at the Cajun Dome. So if you haven't gotten a chance to see them play yet, caught up with whatever, football season or whatever, um, this tonight be a of course I don't know how competitive that game's going to be tonight against Louisiana Christian former Louisiana College but they do play at home tonight and then they don't have they don't play again until January at home got a lot of road games coming up they've had a lot of road games already and they've got a lot of road games coming up so it's um it'll be interesting to see how that road stretch affects them but. If they can get off to a decent start, they have a lot of home games down the stretch. Like, they haven't even played a conference game yet, so we understand that. But <clears throat> I think it's five of the first seven or at in conference, something like that. I'd have to go back and look it up, is on the road. And if they can do well in that stretch <clears> – <throat> They have a lot of home games down the stretch in conference play at home. Now, you know, none of it's a guarantee. I'm just saying if the Cajuns are playing well right now and if they're they're probably playing at a little more of a higher level than a lot of teams, and if they can utilize that to win some road games early in conference play, they're going to be set up for a really fun season, I think, at least set up for one. Because they'll have a lot of home games the second half of conference play. A lot of home games. And um, we'll see if they can um, take advantage of that, seize the moment. But, no, uh, Jordan Brown did not have one of his better games. But Greg Williams hit four three-pointers. And Kentrell Garnett hit four three-pointers. And Jalen Dalcourt hit three three-pointers. And so they shot 50% from three-point lane. It was good to see. It was a nice, solid victory against a pretty good team in Samford. So we'll see. Um, well, you know, most people expect a total blowout tonight, and we'll see what they do on the road next week. They play Texas, for instance, on the road, so we'll see what they do in, uh, in that matchup. And they play McNeese on the road. We'll be talking about that later on Thursday. We'll be talking about that as the week goes on. For now, we'll take a timeout, come back, finish out today's show on the game. We'll be back on Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Want to remind you to join the Game Rewards Club. 
by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. You could win one of the regular prizes like $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lesser Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort. Also puts you eligible to win other prizes that come up from time to time that are great to win as well. It's a great stocking stuffer. All kind of great opportunities that you can get. But first, you have to join the Game Rewards Club. So do so today. It's free. It's easy. Sign up today. All right. One of the things we try to do on this show is deliver a little history, sometimes a little history from my perspective. And over the weekend, Paul Silas died. And, you know, I we have, it, you know, made no mistake about it. I've rooted for the Celtics, against the Celtics since I was like, four or five years old, I knew it was, you know, we weren't supposed to pull for the Celtics. But of all, and I, you know, we have fun and make fun of the Celtics players and stuff over the years. And Paul Silas, I always thought was different. He just, he always had a, he, he played center, wore number 35 for the, for the Celtics when I was like eight and 10 and 12 years old and started becoming a fan and never pulled for him. Certainly didn't pull for the Celtics, but more than I think any other Celtic ever. Like, if if I was going to – he just – he didn't fit into the Celtics. He had a classiness about him that most other Celtics ever just didn't ha- – just have never had. He just had a – he had a classiness, a nobleness about him. I don't know. I can't explain it. He just – you know, he wasn't like a super elite player. Uh, he was a really – you know, he was a really good player. Um, but he wasn't like, you know, an all-time great or anything, but he just, I don't know. He I always, he always struck me as having, like I said, a classiness, a certain amount of nobility about him just seemed cool. I, I never, never had negative thoughts about Paul Silas, even, you know, the silly negative thoughts like you have as a sports fan. You say, well, you can't stand that player or whatever. And it's not really the player. It's the. As I say, it's the robot wearing the ugly green, you know, on or whatever, or the puke brown, red and puke brown, like if you're a cheater. So, uh, but I never had any of those thoughts about Paul Silas. And uh, highly respected. A lot of people liked him. He obviously is is very much in an NBA family. He's got a kid who's still coaching. But, uh, no, he's a guy that's really highly thought of, and I can understand why with, with, um, with good reasoning. Uh, was a coach and a player and had a lot to do with NBA history for sure. All right, I appreciate all the phone calls. Y'all have a nice day.